All right. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm excited to see you all here on this beautiful day that God has made. Um, we have a couple of quick announcements. I have one real quick. Um, i hoping most of you saw the email, if not, um, that about Vivian Thompson. She passed away. Um, I will be doing a graveside service for the family. It's a private one tomorrow afternoon. Um, but I'm going to ask that you please keep them in your prayers. Um, and then I know Sheila's got some, some other goodies for you. So take it away. Uh, first of all, we're so thankful that Lois is back playing with us this morning. She's Yay! got a keyboard. <laughs> also, a big thank you from Jim for all the folks that showed up yesterday. We cleaned out the shed. We moved uh, benches around on the pavilion yesterday. And you'll see some of our goodies out here that are up for sale this weekend. I'm sure there's something you can't live without. <laughs> also, uh, Friday and Saturday is our rummage, bake sale, and Culver's truck this weekend. We do need help. I do have a sign-up sheet. Please see me after worship. L ladies and gentlemen, if you are baking, Please have your baked goods ready for sale. That means packaged in small packages ready to go. We prefer small cakes as opposed to big cakes. I pa prefer big cakes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can bring the big cakes for pastor. Um, as long as he pays for them. <laughs> um, baked goods, if you could have them here Thursday afternoon, would be awesome. The sale goes till Saturday at 5 o'clock. Sunday, if anybody did not get an opportunity to shop, parishioners are going to be welcome to come in and shop after worship. We will pack up on Monday. So if you're available next Monday, let us know. Also this week, we will be sorting. Today, we do need some help after worship. We have a couple big signs to put out. <coughs> Excuse me. We also have some, a donation of some furniture. Uh, however, we need help to pick up the furniture. Jim's got his trailer, but we need manpower or woman power to help do the lifting and sorting and bringing it back to the church. It's from Nancy Warren's house. We are still collecting school supplies and bottle caps. Those are out here. Uh, I hope most of you got a copy of our announcement, so I'm not going to read them all to you, but just highlight some of the things. Also, prayers for healing this week. It's not in your announcements. Todd Morgan was in a motorcycle accident. He is okay and at home, but I'm sure we could use some prayers for healing. Also, October 22nd, we will have a harvest dinner, carry out only. So mark your calendar. And with that, I think I'm done. Oh, one more. Oh, two more. Two more. Three more. Eight more. Um, everyone that knows Pat Duty, she broke a bone in her foot. Her arthritis is getting terrible. And it would be wonderful if we sent her some cards just to let, us, let her know that we have her in our prayers and in our hearts while she's healing because she's quite often alone out there on the farm. So please... Consider sending her a card. Thank you. And I just want to remind people that uh, um, Kelly Smith's birthday is today. Yeah. 
So send her cards, let her know how much we appreciate all she does for the church. Last announcement, I almost forgot. Somebody donated items to the rummage sale in this awesome, uh, even if the colors are ugly, but it's a nice yeah. bag. Um, yeah. it's, an, it's an insulated bag. If the person who donated wants the bag back, please let us know. Otherwise, we'll put a hefty price on it. No, no. Oh. No fights in the parking lot. No fights in the parking lot. Please join me in the call to worship. Blessed be God, blessed be God, eternal majesty, living word, abiding spirit. Glory, Glory to, to God, God forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, the way to see God's dream for the world is, is to, to be, be born, born from above by the spirit. spirit. The way to take part in that dream, says Jesus, is, is to, to be born of water and spirit. spirit. That gift is available this day. May, May you receive God's spirit, be made whole, and dwell more deeply in love divine. Amen. And our first hymn is, O World, I can't talk, O Word of God Incarnate. And you'll see two different pages. Go to the one that is the longest. Thank you. Yeah. 
join me now in our opening prayer. Holy God, source of all goodness, you gave your Son for the life of the world and sent your Spirit that your love might abide within us. Teach us how to love each other today, that we may have life and have it abundantly with you in Christ through the whole Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me also in our prayer of illumination. Come, Holy Spirit, giver of life, breathe into us that we may hear a word of truth this day. Draw us into communion, enable us to love, conspire to make us one with you for the world you so deeply love. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 8, NRSV version. Jeremiah's call and commission. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For our affirmation of faith this morning, we are going to use one that is titled A Modern Affirmation from page 885 in the Methodist hymnal. If you would join me, uh, your part is the bolded part. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is the one true church, apostolic, I cannot say that word, apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us now declare, we believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all who love him may have life eternally. With loving hearts, let us now bring our offerings to God.
quicker than I thought. Just live from day to day. I don't know borrow from its sunshine. Cause the skies might turn to gray. Cause I know what Jesus said Today I'm gonna walk right beside him Cause he's the one who knows what is ahead There are things about tomorrow that I don't seem to understand, but I know hope tomorrow. golden stairs I climb every burden is getting lighter and all the clouds their silver light sun is always shining. There no tear will ever dim my eye. At the
would join me in the doxology. God, your love overflows in the gift of your spirit. Bless these gifts that we may offer, or that we offer, that they may spread your blessing in a world of hurt and need. In Christ's name, amen. I invite you now to a time of silent prayer. If you would please join me in a continued attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you thankful for the many blessings you bestow upon us in our lives. We are especially thankful for the opportunity to gather together in our drive-in worship services and some of the other events that we have been able to um, have and participate in while still following our social distancing and health guidelines. But God, there are many who are suffering this day and we lift them to you whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, whatever may be their roadblocks this day, we ask for your intervention. We especially lift up Todd Morgan, who was in a motorcycle accident. We pray for his quick healing and that he may not be in, in pain. We lift up the family of Vivian Thompson, who are dealing with the loss of her from this world, even though we know she has gone on to perfection and glory in you. Losing a loved one from this world is something we struggle with greatly and even more so in a time of global pandemic when it is much harder for us to gather to offer comfort and to receive comfort in our times of mourning. We lift up all of those who are ill or facing injury, whether fighting cancer or other other challenges, God, nothing is taking a holiday during this pandemic. We ask that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of all of the doctors, the nurses, the surgeons, the lab technicians, the research scientists, all of those involved in the healthcare and healing process. We ask that you would be with them, give them strength, and we give you thanks for their continued sacrifice. We also lift up all of those who serve in our protection, including those who serve in our military, our firefighters, our police officers, our first responders, and so many others who give of themselves and sacrifice of their own well-being that we might stay safe. God, we ask that those who are far away might be able to come home soon, that we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. We also lift up all of those who work in essential services, those who are allowing us to continue to have some sense of normalcy amidst this pandemic.
We lift up those people who are doing work that we sometimes take for granted, those who collect our garbage, the people who are working in retail and food environments that we still might have access to the resources we need. God, we give you thanks and ask that you would watch over them and help us to remember to show patience and mercy and compassion to them as they are going through the same difficult time we are, if not more. Help us to be examples of your love and grace towards them for others so that they are not finding themselves at the end of abusive language or anger that is not rightfully placed on them. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins to the one who gives life eternally. If you would join me in our prayer of confession. Holy God, we know that you are always there to lead us, yet we somehow lose our way and fall back into fear. We confess that we have stumbled and we recognize our need for you to lift us up and help us start again. Forgive us our failings, restore us to strength, and reconcile us with you, ourselves, and each other through the power of Christ and the gift of your spirit. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Sisters and brothers, hear the good news. We did not receive the spirit of slavery, but rather the spirit of adoption. Your guilt has departed, your sin blotted out, for you are God's beloved children, forgiven, loved, and free. May God's peace be with you. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is from Romans 10, 13 through 15, NRSV version. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's now time for our youth moment. If any of our youths, or as they would say in 
uh, my cousin Vinny, any of these youths, uh, would like to come forward um, for a special message. And just remember, we are all children of God, so in theory, anyone can come forward. Um, but if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come forward. Turn on your mic for me. How you guys doing? Great. You awake? Yeah. Mostly. How was your week this week? Was it fun? Did you get to play? Did you get to go outside? That's good stuff, right? So I have a question for you. Who here knows who Jesus is? One, two, nobody else? Okay, how did you find out who Jesus is? Who told you? Who told you? Yeah, I probably did, that's right, that's fair. What about you guys, who told you who Jesus was? Shout it out. Okay, so your friends invited you to church, and that's how you learned about Jesus. How about that? You invite people to come to church, and look what they learn. What about you? How did you learn about Jesus? Say it again. At church? Yeah. Did you guys learn about Jesus in Sunday school, too, probably? Yeah. So... One of the things I'm going to talk to you guys about and then to, to the adults after this is about mission work. Have you guys ever heard any, anybody talk about mission work before? So mission work is how we are active out in the world as representatives of, for God. And part of mission work is sharing with people about Jesus. Um, part of it also could be helping to feed people or helping them with like their medical bills or um, just ways we can reach out and love people the way that God and Jesus love us. Okay? Does that make sense so far? Okay. So can you guys think of some other things that we could maybe call mission work? What are some other things you've seen us do maybe at church um, in the past that would be mission work? What do you think? What do you think? That's right. We need to work as a team in our mission work. Okay. What about you guys? Can you think of other stuff we've done before that we could classify as mission work? Being kind? Absolutely. That's a great way to do mission work. What about 
Uh, what about the work that happens on Thursdays? Food pantry. Thursdays. Um, I'm blanking. On bake sale, the rummage sale, our food pantry, that's all mission work. Because not only are we helping people get stuff they need, but because we do it in a really loving way, they get to see God in each of us. So here's what I want you guys to try and do for me this week, okay? I want you guys to make a really strong effort to really, really try to be extra nice to somebody. It could be your mom or your dad or your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, Nana and Papa, whoever, just pick at least one person. You can do more, but at least one person to be, yep, to be extra special nice to so you can show them how much God loves you by how much you love them. Can you guys do that for me? You think so? Are you up for the challenge? Okay. Can you guys fold your hands? We're going to pray. All right. I want you to repeat after me, okay? Dear God, thank you so much for the love of Jesus and the mission work that you call us to to show others your love and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. You guys did a great job. Come get a sucker. All right, and we will continue with hymn number 601, Thy Word is a Lamp. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto unto my feet and a light unto my path when I feel afraid think I've lost my way still you're right there beside me and nothing will I fear as long as you are near please be near Feet and a light unto 
thy path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now I will not forget your love for me, and yet my heart forever is wandering. And Jesus, be my guide and hold me to your side, will love you to the end. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 4 through 8. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. This is the word of God for the people of God. If you join me again in an attitude of prayer. O oh God of all the prophets, you knew us and chose us before you formed us in the womb. Fill us with faith that speaks your word, hope that does not disappoint, and love that bears all things for your sake until that day when we shall know you fully even as we are known by you. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again. Today, we are continuing in our August sermon series titled, Back to Basics, Being the Church. Now, again, I want to point out this is not a series where I'm going to be telling you what you are doing wrong or that you have somehow forgotten how to be the church. Not at all. Instead, we're going to be looking at our faith, our traditions, our doctrines, etc., through the lens of our existence during this time of a global pandemic. How can we still be the church right now for those who need it the most right now, but also still follow the safety guidelines from our health organizations? Well, we're going to try and answer that question while we talk about things like Holy Communion, which we did last week offerings, baptism and membership, Christian education, and this week we're going to focus on missions and the things that we can do during a global pandemic instead of getting lost and overwhelmed by the things that we're not able to do. Now John Wesley, the good reverend who started the Methodist movement, once said, the world is my parish. 
expressing his understanding and belief that ministry should never, ever be limited to just our immediate surrounding location and instead open to wherever God calls and leads us. As Dr. Jeff Hyatt writes, John Wesley spent his lifetime of loving pastoral care responding to the desperate conditions faced by the poor in whatever country, city, village, or open-air venue he found them. Wesley's application of love integrated the elements of holy attitudes that motivated the words and the tangible works, such as healing, salvation, food, and money, provided for the beneficiary. John Wesley believed that God's broad love for individuals was for the healing of the nations. In our reading from Jeremiah today, we have God telling Jeremiah that God was appointing him to be a prophet to the nations and to not worry about his age or what he would need to say because God would tell him exactly what to say to those people that God was sending him to. God also assures him that he doesn't need to be afraid of the people that God is sending him to because God will deliver him from any danger that may come up or that they may pose. Then in Romans, we read Paul's words pointing out that someone needs to go and tell people about Jesus and the gospel, or else how will they ever know about it? He also quotes an earlier passage from the prophet Isaiah where it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Then finally, in our reading from the sixth chapter of Isaiah, we are told how God removes the guilt and the sin from those he calls to go out and share the good news. God asks, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah replies, here I am, send me. Each of these passages offers us some essential lessons about missions. In Jeremiah, we're reminded that God is always with us and will help us in sharing the good news and to do the work that God calls us to. In Romans, we are reminded that there are those who do not yet know about God's love and grace and that God calls us to go and to tell them and to share with them. And then in Isaiah, we are told that when God calls us to that kind of work, God blesses us and makes us into the people that God needs us to be, giving us the confidence to stand up and say, Here I am. Send me. God does not send the equipped, but God equips those he sends. Now, one of the things that got me really excited about coming to to serve with you at this church and with Stony Creek Church was the outreach and the mission work that you have been doing. Both churches operate food pantries and uh, do school supplies collections for the local schools. Both of you host community dinners and you both have a history of a lot of other work in your local communities as well as abroad through various missions and organizations. Both of these churches, regardless of their changing situations over the years, have continued to be active in mission work, sharing the gospel and God's love 
through what they do and how they do it. But as we have entered into and waded through this global pandemic, some shifting has had to happen. Up until very recently, and in some cases still, we don't yet know, what the upcoming school year is going to look like. What kinds of supplies or resources that we might be able to help acquire and distribute to those who need them. Community meals are almost impossible to put on, although I will say you guys have done an absolutely impressive and amazing job with the ice cream socials in July and June and looking forward very much to the one in September. Social distancing requirements have made us have to reevaluate how we do some of our ministry and mission work. How do we do that mission work that we love and are called to when so much of it is in person, up close, and we can't do that right now? How do we create that space for community when many in our community cannot join us, even with the health safety measures we are putting in place because of their own health situations? How can we continue in mission work when the mission field has become an unsafe place for so many to enter into the ways that we're used to entering into it because of a virus that has already taken so many lives? Those are some very big questions. Those are the questions that pretty much every church has been asking themselves since this whole mess started. And not just churches, but other not-for-profits and charitable organizations. And from what I have been seeing and reading about, we absolutely need to be thinking outside of the box. The church, Big C, as in the entire global church, hasn't always been eager to embrace that way of functioning. The big church, the Big C, likes the box. The box is safe, it's known. We don't like always going outside of it. But in a way, we don't really have a choice at this point. We can't just sit and wait around for things to go back to normal, mainly because we don't know if we will ever get back to what we have known as normal when we come out on the other side of this. And we also have no idea how long that's going to take. But I know many of you have already been trying to think outside of the box and see how we might be able to still be active in mission work. As I mentioned, the ice cream socials were absolutely excellent ideas. I was so excited when I heard about that, and not just because I like ice cream. I admit that was part of it, but that was not the only reason. Having our worship services set up as drive-ins so that anyone can come and join us is another way. And of course, everyone who is calling each other to check in on one another and, and try and stay in touch. I thank you for all of these and any and all other efforts that each and every one of you has been making during this extraordinary time we find ourselves in. Now, I'm not going to stand up here before you today and claim to have all of the answers or a perfect plan as to how we continue to think outside of the box. 
I talked to you guys about that the very first week I was here. I am not perfect. I make mistakes. I am only human. I really wish I did, though, have that perfect plan, that, that absolutely perfect thing that we could just say, okay, here's the instructions. Let's go. I do have some ideas. I've already shared some of them with you. But just like I talked about a few weeks ago on teamwork, we need to keep working together on all of this stuff. This is one of those times where the more minds that come together, the more likely we are to come up with some sound and potential-filled ideas. And yes, we do need to think through the different steps of any idea that is presented to make sure we can do it safely and, and whatnot. But we have a lot of really brilliant and dedicated people here. So I am still excited to see what kind of things we can come up with. I think the biggest takeaway for us when thinking about how we can do mission work during this pandemic is that we have to be willing to try new things, which you guys have already proven that you're willing because you've done it. But we also have to be okay with the fact that when we try some new things, they may not always work out exactly how they thought they were. They won't always be a perfect success. In reality, that really should be our attitude all of the times when it comes to ministry and mission work. But especially right now during a global pandemic, because no one has all of the answers. Well, except, you know, up there. This is the first time that this collective group of people on this planet have ever been in this situation. Yes, we have medical and health experts who can guide us, and I am very thankful for their knowledge, their dedication, their willingness to teach and help. But we don't exactly have the equivalent of that kind of experts within the church, per se, who can come and say, well, we just need to do ministry like this, or just follow these instructions and everything's going to work out fine. At least not with the same certainty that our health professionals can about the safety measures they teach us about. I mean, yes, as a religious leader, I can tell you that we should be prayerful, we should be patient and loving and merciful right now to ourselves and to others. But the last major pandemic we faced on this planet was the Spanish flu in 1918. The church, along with the world for that matter, looks vastly, vastly different from then. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that no one at least who is physically in my presence right now was alive when that happened. And if you were, you were very, very little and probably had no idea what was going on. But one of the most crucial things we do have working to our advantage is a God who walks with us in our lives. We have a God who loves us, who wants to be in relationship with humanity, who leads through the power and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God wants us to find new ways to connect with each other. God wants us to be creative and find new ways to share the gospel, to share God's love, <clears throat> to reach out to those who need help and support. And I truly 100% believe that if we listen and pay attention to where God is trying to direct us and lead us, we will succeed. So my challenge to all of you this morning is to continue to, 
or if you have not yet tried, then to start, thinking outside of the box. Keep looking at the ministry work that you have been involved in in the past and how it could be shifted to still be viable today with all the health strategies and procedures we need to follow. Now, I'm not expecting anybody to come running up with a a business plan saying, Pastor, if we do all of X, Y, and Z, we can do this. If you do, that's great. But at least start thinking. Bring those ideas. The more people, the more thoughts we can work through stuff. Or maybe start thinking about what the new needs are that have arisen in our community since the start of this pandemic and how we might be able to address those needs and have a positive impact on them. But please understand, I am not saying we need to go out and start hundreds of new ministries and missions. I do not want people getting burned out or feeling overwhelmed. That is not my intention at all. But I know we have had to scale back on a lot of our outreach and our mission work that we love because of this pandemic. All I'm asking is that you open yourself to God's leading. And if inspiration strikes, share it with myself and other leaders in our church that we might be able to look together at what other things we can do, what other changes we might be able to make to help continue in that mission work. No No idea is inherently a bad one. I know that's going out on a limb, but that's what I'm going with. No idea should be or will be laughed at. We are in unprecedented times. And in my mind, almost everything needs to be on the table for consideration. Both you and the Stony Creek Church have long and storied histories of mission work. And just like all of you, I want to see that work continue and grow and have a lasting impact wherever it may happen. I believe in all of you. I believe in your passion. I believe in your faith. And I believe in your love. And I believe that God has called us into mission for times such as these. I am so thankful and grateful to be here right now with all of you in this exact time. I would not ask for anything else, and I cannot wait to see where God is going to lead us. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 670, Go Forth for God.
eyes the grace and power we see. Go forth for God, go to the world in love. Go forth for God, go to the world in strength. Hold fast the good, be virgin for the God said, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? And Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. Life-giving God, free us from our fear. Fill us with your love and send us forth in peace. May the Lord give strength to the people. May the Lord bless the people with peace. And the blessing of God who creates, redeems, and restores be with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace.